1: This this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Hey, what's up? Good Tuesday afternoon. Welcome to Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and Super Talk TV course on your super talk Mississippi radio stations glad to be with you as we start three hours on this Tuesday and what a busy busy Tuesday it is we got Mississippi State baseball it was supposed to start right now Uh, it's been pushed back just a little bit we'll tell you why shortly I guess Uh, we got Ole Miss baseball starting at four o'clock we are three hours from tip off from a slightly big game how big? Big, huge, gargantuan! From Humphrey Coliseum tonight, the Kentucky Wildcats and the Mississippi State Bulldogs sold out. Fairly tough ticket for uh, for this one tonight. Between the dogs and the cats, we're coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort is the home of the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. You want to get in on a little bit of that action tonight? You want to get in on some action? With the dogs or maybe you want to go the other way with the cats, you can do it at the uh, Sportsbook inside the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge, part of Pearl River Resort, PearlRiverResort.com. RiverResort.com. text line, as always, is open to you. 601-879-4395. You guys want to hear something cool about Seaspire? Yeah. Sure. I got something for you. This year, SeaSpire will be the title sponsor for the upcoming college baseball series at Trustmark Park. Includes games of Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Southern Miss. On March 5th, the first game of the series, Southern Miss and Mississippi State. Two weeks later, on March 19th, Ole Miss and Southern Miss will meet at Trustmark Park. And then on May 1st... It's the annual Governor's Cup, Mississippi State and Ole Miss. And uh, tickets are on sale now. We'll give you more information about how you can uh, get tickets for that. MSCollegeSeries.com. MSCollegeSeries.com to purchase tickets and for more information. Good afternoon, fellas. Look at hey, Dad. What's up?
3: It's just... He's just relaxed in his Laid prison cell. Uh, just... I got, I got,
4: I got more. I am in a prison. It does look like I'm in a prison cell.
3: Oh, it's better I than mean, it was
4: the other day. It, it looks
2: less. It is. It is. Today. But
4: like, it is a stark. You know, I, I need some some wall art back here or something. I don't know. Well, you've got a lot of art these days, don't you? I do, but this isn't my office. So I don't know. You here, I showed this to Borky program? earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I showed this to Borky earlier, Richard. Richard. Give me give me a take that I would absolutely disagree with.
2: Uh, I mean, it's abundantly clear that if they don't actually win it, Ole Miss will be playing in the college football national championship game next year.
4: Oh, uh, messed up.
2: Dang it. Uh, see, you would make you would make so much fun of me for trying something technologically and it not working. Yeah, I hit the wrong I hit the wrong button. Why I are you feeding this? back to Gosh. us now? Also, good grief! Because that, that computer wasn't muted. Uh, get your stuff together, hey, Dad.
4: This isn't my stuff. This isn't mine. When I when I uh, when I opened up this laptop, there was a big smiling picture of Houston McDavid looking right at me. <laughs> what a great way to arrive at the office, huh? Oh, you look good. He look, he's good looking. He's a younger man in that picture.
3: Also, Michael Borky. Good afternoon to you. Yeah, it's a great one. I, I mean. And, and it uh, is
2: 84 degrees in our state capitol.
3: Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, this it, is isn't going to last uh too much longer. We're going to get a cold snap, but still, it's been uh it's been pretty yeah, amazing.
4: But the cold I'm,
2: snap I is mean, a if high. I mean, the cold snap is taking us down to,
4: to
3: 68. I mean, who cares? Like, be yeah, into the 50s Thursday here, it's
4: 53. 53 on Thursday. That's nothing. No, that's fine.
3: That's that's still pleasant. That's uh not turning the heat on in the house weather. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
2: it's it's really, really good. Um, We don't normally start with this, but we're going to start with Mm. this today. It is time, right now, right out of the gate, on this Tuesday, for the Fishy Line of the Week, brought to you by PTG Outdoors. Find them online at ptgoutdoors.com. It's warm outside. What does that make you think about? it? It makes you think about the water, fishing, getting outside, Maybe it's time for a new boat. They've got the Camus boats and they are fantastic. They've also uh, got Mercury motors. So you already have a boat, time to upgrade the motor. They can help you with that. They've also got Garmin GPS products can help you with that where not only can you get out on the water, you can find the fish with those and they will install them for you and make sure that everything is working. If there's maintenance that needs to be done on your boat or your utility vehicles or your four-wheeler, then PTG Outdoors is more than happy to help. PTGOutdoors.com with locations in Grenada and their newest in the Tuscaloosa, Northport area as well. Hey Dad told you yesterday that the initial line for Kentucky and Mississippi State was the Bulldogs, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Maybe I'm not giving Mississippi State enough credit. Maybe I am bowing to the jersey, bowing to the logo. Not only did that line open at two and a half, it has gone up to three and oh, a half. Okay. <sniffs> Something doesn't smell right. This is one of those scenarios, hey dad, where it feels yeah. like Vegas is begging you to take Mississippi State. And so the question yeah. is, do you take the bait, and take the Bulldogs or do you go the other way? Because the fact that the line has gone from two and a half to three and a half means there are a lot of people that think Mississippi State's going to win this game.
4: I know, I know as a as a sports analyst or whatever my, my title is that you know past performance doesn't necessarily dictate future results. And I know that. And I know that Mississippi State has never, ever beaten John Calipari. But that is irrelevant in the the long haul look at this game, right? That being said, come on, you guys know me. I would take the Kentucky money line. I I don't until state beats Calipari, and this may very well be their last chance to ever do it at Kentucky. I'm not I can't oh, I can't, can't Where? They better make a run in March or he might be going somewhere. He's not going. He's got
2: a lifetime
4: contract. Yeah, sure, yeah, no problem.
3: You think you
2: think Lifetime has a number on it? Like like there is a number yeah. where a check could well, be didn't written. they, and all they do all of a reporting it's not about Lifetime the buyout anywhere?
3: that it's like fifty something million dollars? I mean, it's a borderline Jimbo buyout. If they really wanted to terminate the contract, that's and, and what is Jimbo Fisher
4: doing today? Is what he coaching Texas A and M? Wants <laughs> exactly. He's not coaching Texas A and M. What do you think Jimbo's doing? They want him today. gone. They'll get him gone. You think fishing. he's
3: fishing or hunting today? Hunting. Huh? Riding his riding horse. Riding horses. Yeah. Maybe, maybe all three. He's got a brisket
4: on the uh, on the Traeger. That'll be done in a few hours.
3: Yeah, I saw a, a a YouTube video's thumbnail that said Jimbo should be embarrassed, and it was talking about like the lack of discipline at A&M, and I thought to myself, buddy, that dude could not possibly be any less embarrassed than he is right now about the pile of cash he's sitting on.
4: Texas A&M is the one who should be embarrassed, not not Jimbo Fisher. But getting back to this line, Richard, yeah, it, I was really surprised to see state favored. I was really surprised to see state that the line continue to increase mm-hmm. to three and a half. So, I mean, you're right. Vegas is telling you, you, we want you to bet Mississippi State, and we'll we'll see if what that means. I guess in a few hours.
2: Yeah, and. Look, I mean, sometimes there's low-hanging fruit for the fishy line of the week brought to you by PTG Outdoors. Uh, look, th- and us saying that this line is fishy is not saying Mississippi State can't win. It's not saying absolutely Kentucky will win. It just says that when you look at this one at face value, you're like, wait, what? Not only are they favored, but the line is getting larger? Mississippi State is becoming a larger favorite? I will say this. It's going to be a great home court advantage tonight. We know that. It is a, a hard sellout, although you can get tickets online for less than $20. So you want to go to the game. There's still an opportunity for you to go to get to uh, to go to the game without breaking the bank. There's not a bad seat inside Humphrey Coliseum. I mean, Heydad sits near the top of the building, and uh, there's just not a bad seat in there.
4: Um, it, was, it was crazy sitting at LSU this past weekend realizing, like, man, these seats are so much better. I could see so much more of the game. You're a little bit lower. need to Yeah, I was a little bit lower. Yeah,
2: but still not a terrible spot where you are in uh, inside Humphrey Coliseum. No, um, but you're right. I mean, the history is is on the side of Kentucky. But frankly, the history is on the side of Kentucky with everybody they play in every single game. True. Because True. their and history, as Jeremy in
4: Columbia points out, though, it's tough to win on the road. It is tough to win when on the we've road. Been, we've been hammering that all year. It's tough to win on the road. That That's a really good
2: point. And Kentucky is no different than everybody else in that regard. They have not been nearly as good on the road as they have been at home. In fact, if you look at Kentucky's numbers, three of their losses are on the road this year. Now, the crazy thing is they've lost four games at home this year. And that never happens. So... It's not an invincible Kentucky team, but it is an immensely talented Kentucky team. we got plenty more coming up with you. We'll take our first break of the afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio.
3: Here we go.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi. Here's more. Super Talk Mississippi.
2: So Mississippi State comes in to tonight's game, 19-8 and eight overall. They are 8-6 in the SEC. And in terms of wins, they are the hottest team in the Southeastern Conference, winners of five in a row. Price of poker goes up starting tonight for these final four games of the regular season. Kentucky has an identical 19-8 overall record. They are one game better than Mississippi State in the Southeastern Conference at 9-5. And they are coming off uh, a win that caused the maintenance crew inside Rupp Arena to have to replace the lights in the LED video boards. After scoring, what, 117 on Saturday against one, say what? 119, wasn't it? Was
4: it 119. I thought it was one nineteen ninety five. How about
2: one right? seventeen to ninety five was the uh, the final on that one? So close, so close. Uh, and I was actually right, but hey, you can disagree with me. It's fine. It's not the first time. Uh, nah, no, right. I'm not disagreeing. I,
4: I, <laughs> you're right. You're right about that. You're right again.
2: Twice uh, in two minutes. Here. And and rare that I'm the one that is uh, that is right in situations like these. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky has games remaining after this game against Mississippi State, against Arkansas, Vanderbilt. And uh, those are both at home. And then they close it out on the road against Tennessee. Uh, Mississippi State, after tonight's game with Kentucky, will close things out against Auburn on the road, Texas A&M on the road, and then they will host South Carolina at home. So a difficult closing stretch for uh, for Mississippi State. What matters tonight? What What's important? <sighs>
4: You know, I feel like it's too late in the season to say something like you know you just don't want to get blown out you just you want to play well you don't want to be intimidated by i mean they're on a five game winning streak yeah yeah they, you know, they're 28 in the net this is a real opportunity here if you get this win you you've sealed it up right you're going to the big dance I mean I think if state law were to lose its last uh four games on selection Sunday they might sweat a little right they, they, they might they might be a little worried. But if they win this game, it's over. They're they're in. They could just play for seeding the rest of the way. So there's a lot on the line for Mississippi State. You'd like to see what Hubbard did. I don't expect him to score 32 again, but for him to you know to be able to hit his shots, he didn't do it up there in Lexington. Tolu to be able to to give you points that matter when during the game. You know he had a big scoring game against Kentucky, but a lot of that was when the game had already been decided. And then you know your role players to continue to play well. Cam Matthews and, and Shaq Moore, and then Keyshawn Murphy off the bench, to kind of deliver the same performances they've been delivering. So this is a huge opportunity for Mississippi State to make a statement, to 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 tell people that hey, March is coming, and, and we're going to be a team that you don't want to see in your bracket when we get there.
2: Tolu Smith finished that game with 26 points and eight rebounds, but your it was a little a little bit of a hollow stat, stat line. Trey Fort yeah, was the second-leading scorer in that game. He had 13 points. Those mm-hmm. were the only two Bulldogs in double figures in that first meeting. Meanwhile, Kentucky had four players that were in double figures. Antonio Reeves went for 27 points. He was a perfect 9-of-9 nine nine from the free-throw line. Had four rebounds, three assists, and a couple of turnovers that night. The, uh, the freshman, uh, Dillingham, had 16 points in the game. Trey Mitchell had 15 points. Bradshaw had 11. It was a relatively quiet night for Reed Shepard. He had nine points and only took five shots in that game. I would expect that it looks a little bit different for Reed Shepard. It feels like his role has grown. He did have six assists and two steals that night without turning it over. So he played a good enough game. It just wasn't a big scoring night. Um, It's... It's a pretty fascinating matchup. Um, Kentucky won the first meeting by 13, 90-77. Borky, if I ask you the exact same question that I just asked KDEP, what what's most important
3: tonight? What is it for you? Being able to score with Kentucky, I think despite State's defense being as good as it's been, I mean, this is one of the better offensive basketball teams in the sport. And so can you get volume scoring from somebody that's not named Hubbard or Smith? I mean, are you going to be able to have a balanced offensive attack that can keep up with Kentucky? Now, I'm not saying State won't be able to keep them off the scoreboard in ways that Alabama can score. I'm not saying that. But I think a third and fourth option offensively for State that can be effective and make shots tonight is going to be the key because Kentucky has that third and fourth and fifth option that can score the basketball, and they do it at a really high volume. So if they're on tonight, State's got to be able to match that, and I don't think it's just going to be two guys that can match that. You've got to be more balanced if you're going to score with them. So if you're not stopping them, somebody else, Matthews, whoever it may be, is going to have to have a, a good scoring game tonight, or at least a dependable scoring game tonight, to alleviate the pressure on uh, Hubbard and Smith.
4: It's it's interesting you say that too, because I would tell you the opposite. I think State's best chance to win is to muddy the game up and play dirty, and well, not play dirty, but make the game you know uncomfortable for Kentucky. I don't think State can win a, a game where they're trying to score for score with Kentucky, but they can win a game where they they limit Kentucky. I think State's defense is is a much bigger key. than than what they can do offensively.
2: You know, it's still weird when you look at the overall stats in the SEC and you don't see Tolu Smith's name in the – and you're like, oh, wait, he didn't play for the first, you know, month, five weeks of the season, and so he hasn't qualified. So if you go to the SEC-only stats, Kentucky has Antonio Reeves, SEC games only, third in the conference in scoring, just shy of 21 points per game. Rob Dillingham is averaging 16.5 points per game. So you got two Kentucky guys in the top 20 of the SEC in scoring. But Mississippi State has the exact same thing. You've got Tolu Smith averaging 16.9 per game in conference play. And you got Josh Hubbard at 16 a game in SEC play. So you've got four of the top 20 scorers in conference games only on the floor tonight for these two teams. Tolu Smith is fourth in the SEC in rebounding. Kentucky's big man, uh, Agnenso, is 12th in the SEC in rebounding.
4: Um, Kentucky's not a great rebounding team.
2: No. No, they're not. The um, The blocked shots number is a little bit skewed because Ugon Agnenso had... 10 blocks against Ole Miss. He's got 41 for the year, and that leads conference uh, players in block shots per game, but 10 of those came in one game. So uh, in terms of block shots this year, Mississippi State does not have anybody that's in the the top 15. So those are individual numbers that you kind of look at, and you're like, okay, how do they play a role? How do they have an effect? What does the home crowd mean? I saw that clip. I guess Robbie put it out there. What was it? 2008, 2009, Mississippi state hosting Kentucky when the hump was just, Oh, that's 2001.
4: Oh, that's 2004. I think. Okay. I think that's, that's the game they lost, that they lost to Kentucky on a last second, uh, tip in. And, uh, but that was a, a tremendous atmosphere. The, the last time State won against Kentucky, no, they won They with won Bill, Billy Gillespie's years. They, they won there. Um, it, it should be an incredible environment. Uh, I, I, it's packed. It's going to be packed. Uh, I, I think – we talked about this a little bit yesterday. There's been a lot of buy-in with Jans. Uh, you've seen good crowds at almost every home game this year, especially in conference play. And I think people sort of realize what I was talking about earlier. This is a, a real opportunity for Mississippi State, a chance on a national stage, a stage to to make your statement going into March, and, and to let people know that you're a team that, you, that that's going to be trouble for somebody. That if you're you know if you're a one or a two seed, you don't want to see Mississippi State, you know, on your side of the bracket. So they need that. They 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 need to make that statement because right now you're looking at state and you're like, okay, that's a team that's that's been able to beat. Most of the you know, beat most of the teams they, they should beat, but who have they beaten that they shouldn't have beaten? They've got Tennessee, they got Auburn. If they can add Kentucky to that list, that, that's a pretty good run through the SEC this year. No doubt. No doubt. C spire text
2: line, how much does having Keyshawn Murphy back change tonight's game against Kentucky? Because he was not he was not in the lineup yeah. for the first game, first meeting.
4: Makes a difference. I mean, he's a guy that I feel like at this point you can kind of count on for eight to ten points and six to eight rebounds, and I mean that's a that's a big that's good news. You know, that's 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 what you want is having more scoring options, having another big guy on the floor with Tolu, so they can't just uh, concentrate on him.
2: Also, C-Spire Text Line, do you guys not realize that Vegas wants even money on both sides of the betting line? If the line is moved to three and a half, that means they are wanting money now to come in on Kentucky. What? Thanks for the explanation on um, what Vegas generally wants when they're talking about a line. The point remains, the line moved, making Mississippi State a bigger favorite Because a lot of money came in on Mississippi State. Now, when we say a lot of money, we're not talking about the same amount of money that moves a Super Bowl line. It's not that. But it's some significant amount of money has come in on Mississippi State, causing that line to move up. And so they adjust, partly to balance out the line. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. We're back right after this in the Pearl River Resort Studio.
1: Let the broadcasting of the disturbed continue. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi.
2: The, the start time in Starkville for Mississippi State and Jackson State today was supposed to be 3 o'clock, but that has been pushed back. Are they underway yet? Hey, Dad, they pushed it back to a 325 start time. Did they make that number?
4: They certainly are underway, and Jackson State holds a 2 nothing lead in the bottom of the first over Mississippi State.
3: I was not expecting to have to watch that one. Here I go to the <laughs> watch ESPN app to, to pull this game up. Yeah,
4: Colby Holcomb gave up a two-run homer uh, in the first. Mm.
3: Um,
4: the reason, great for... news for Mississippi State basketball, though. You never get a complete day. Might as well, might as well lose one of them. The
2: um, the reason for the late start was a uh, a jersey snafu,
4: I believe. Mm-hmm. Wardrobe malfunction.
2: Which is to stay to say that um, the jerseys were an important part of the uniform and they needed to be yeah. in Starkville to be worn yeah. as part of the uniform on game day. And apparently, originally, they were not. But that has all been rectified. They realized it. Somebody jumped in the car or the truck or the van or the bus or something and um, got those loaded up and got them to Duty Noble and we can go. I mean, did they have that's BP correct. tops or anything? I, I I guess they had nothing. With I wasn't there. On I don't know.
3: But do you? I, I have mean, no idea what they were wearing. I guess that's a requirement, huh? To have numbers on the back of a jersey. Forgive the dumb question, but I, you would think, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think you've got to have numbers. Um, now, in a worst-case scenario, as long as everybody had on the same color shirt, you could theoretically take athletic tape. And make numbers in a contrasting color on the back of the uh, of the jerseys, yeah. but they got they got it figured out. mean like twenty five minute delay, twenty minute delay, it's okay. Yeah,
3: but could you imagine yeah, the guy that is responsible for putting the jerseys on the bus before the bus leaves Jackson to head to Starkville, and when he realized that. He didn't do that, or she, I suppose. But when he realized that he didn't <laughs> yeah. do that, the feeling that he had inside—I wonder how long it took for him to tell somebody that. Like, like, do you have to work up the courage to be like, "Hey, coach, we got a problem here." Like, is that five minutes? Is that immediate? Or like, like when do you? Well, it's when one do you of do those that?
2: deals where you you compound the severity of your mistake the longer you keep that information to yourself. Once you realize yeah, you, that the jerseys are not yeah, there, you better let somebody know as quickly as possible. Because seconds and minutes matter, I uh, I suppose. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm sure it was an honest mistake. Nobody intentionally does that. You've had teams that have forgotten hats before. You've had individual players that have left their jerseys behind before. Yeah. Um, That has absolutely happened. But, uh, you know. Hey, Dad. Would you sacrifice a baseball loss to Jackson State for a basketball win over Kentucky? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. The person on the ceasefire text line says, I would take that all day long, but that's just
3: me. Man, this is one of those nights, if it happens... And, you know, knock on wood that I'm not jinxing or anything, but, you know, I mean, you mentioned the clip that Robbie shared earlier, though. Mm-hmm. This is one of, that this can be one of those nights that, like, as a fan, you go back and talk about many years later. You yeah. know, remember that time we went to the hump on that Tuesday night yeah. and we beat Kentucky? I mean, th- Those are the kind I of things that you talk about forever. And you know
4: what? 0-2 against Kentucky and uh, they were ranked in the top 10, and State started the game. They fell behind 21-2, to two, and they came back and won the game in overtime. Mm-hmm. And I still have great memories of that game.
2: But, Borky, your, your point, uh, I would take it, it's not just a big win. It's a big win against fill-in-the-blank. Yeah. If you are an Ole Miss football fan, you can talk in great detail about Ole Miss football wins over Alabama, because there haven't been very many of them. It's really, really hard to yeah. do, and when it happens, it's a big deal. People can tell you a lot about the games in 2014 and 2015. People can go back to uh, was it 2002 when Ole Miss beat Alabama in Oxford with Eli Manning playing quarterback. Oh one. Oh one. That's right. The towards Sanford swing pass, yeah. You remember, de- you, people can tell you in pretty vivid detail some of the wins against LSU through the years. Hey, Dad, can, you know, the, the wins in football for Mississippi State against those two teams that I just mentioned, LSU and Alabama. I'm not the best example
4: I can remember of all.
2: No, I understand that. But, yes, I like, get your point. I, I, but, yeah. but those stand out more. Yeah. And to your Kentucky basketball point, hey, Dad just mm-hmm. gave you 2002. I vividly remember 1997 in Oxford. Noon tip-off. Dick Vital inside Tad Smith Coliseum. Ole Miss wins. Storm the court. I can tell you what I was wearing, and there's a reason. I had on one of those L.L. Bean, like, half-zip anoraks with a hood on it that had the big reach-through pocket in the front. And the reason I remember that is because I had a pair of Oakley sunglasses, hey, Dad, that when going Uh onto the floor after the game, fell out of that front pocket and somewhere got trampled on the floor. And I had paid for those with my own money. And Worth it. Absolutely it was worth it. You should be arrested. Yeah. For going on the court. Those M-frames were hideous if we look back in
3: retrospect. There was a really bad era of sunglasses here not too terribly long ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, C-Spire
2: text line. I was at that game in 02. First game my dad ever took me to. I was six years old and still remember
4: that day like it was yesterday. Jack in Madison. Incredible game. Yeah. I have
2: great memories. You
4: Kentucky-Mississippi State. You think about 96 SEC Tournament. Being number one.
2: Oh yeah. No
4: doubt. And that was in
3: New Orleans. In New Superdome. Orleans. Um I Josh, saw your joke on Twitter, by the way, Haydet, hey about how Mississippi State's projected to go to Omaha in <laughs>
4: basketball. <laughs> I had fun with that one. I had a little fun. <laughs> I got the you had us on the first
2: half, not gonna lie. Josh and Laurel says I have great Memories of the 2001 Southern Miss basketball versus South Florida for the CUSA championship. Yeah. Seth Greenberg is still screaming for goaltending. Went with my dad,
3: and here's an opportunity for that tonight. I'm excited to watch this game. I can't wait. Well, I'm gonna admit, like the first 15 minutes or so, just getting home, I'll have Neil on the radio. But like, I'm I'm really, genuinely, truly excited for this game because you you bring it up that I brought it up all off season just I just want meaningful basketball that it, it's so infectious to have that and this state has not had enough of it since I've started on this show and now here we are tonight with one of those games tournament team Kentucky ne- sold out everything that I've been begging for we're getting today
4: the next two days in Mississippi you won't find two more meaningful basketball games state Kentucky tonight. And meaningful for different reasons. And then tomorrow with Ole Miss-Alabama, because Ole Miss absolutely has to win, so has to find a way to beat Alabama to keep their tournament hopes alive. There just won't be two more meaningful games this year.
2: David has been involved in a jersey fiasco. He said, in 10th grade, I had to let a senior wear my basketball jersey. And then toward the end of the game, coach told me to check in. L-O-L. Yeah. <laughs> Tough break, David. Tough break in that one. Oh, man. Oh, goodness. I I
3: had an issue with that my senior year. And uh, so I I broke a bone in my neck my junior year against our rival, and they had to cut the jersey off of me. So they had to order a a jersey for me, but all the other ones remained. So they only had to order one new of our brown home jerseys for the next year, and the orange numbers – were a different shade. So my senior year, I've got a different shade of orange numbers on my jersey for the entire year. Probably they probably had a nicer nice. jersey than everybody else. It was brand new. It but, was, yeah. And I've, I've still got the cut yeah. one in my house. I'm going to frame it or, or, or something. But, yeah. Yeah.
2: They uh, we w- Our jerseys got passed down year after year. And it was before Oxford was wearing Nike jerseys. And they had, like, six different versions of uniforms that they wore on game day. We were We were blue pants every game and we had a blue jersey and a white jersey. So it was monochrome at home and white with blue pants on the road. And my jerseys had been well well worn. So hey dad, I wore number 12, which was the same number that Brad Freeman wore. Exact same huh? jersey. So that jersey had seen far more success prior to me wearing it than when I wore it in in my time. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at Super Talk. Russell. They were Russell jerseys. And they would have a few new pairs of pants every year. You so badly wanted a new pair of pants because they weren't all stretched out.
1: It's big. Brace yourself. Sports Talk Mississippi. Covering your Mississippi teams. With live reports from the games and practices. On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Mississippi State is going to the bullpen, leading two to nothing. Jackson State has the bases loaded with one out. And um, day is done for Colby Holcomb. It uh, was not not the start that he was hoping for, certainly on the man. Ending in a third, three hits, two runs, two walks, two strikeouts. Um, half of his pitches were strikes. So not. Um, not what Chris Lemonas was hoping for with Colby Holcomb today, and also not what uh, Colby Holcomb himself was hoping for.
4: Yeah, we're we're getting close to having to pull the plug on Colby Holcomb because he is not just he's just not been effective this year, and that's a guy that you know you go back a month from now, and I was telling you that might be State's Friday night guy, and he is just not for whatever reason. You know, you, you think about State and the way they 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 seem seemingly have improved a, a bit in the pitching department. They're not giving away all these free bases like they were a year ago. They've just been a little bit more consistent, but not him, not him. He 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 for whatever reason the the the, the changes haven't taken root with him for whatever reason. So tough tough for state now. Now they're facing a really interesting situation. Like I said, bases loaded with one out against a uh, Jackson State team uh, bringing a 323 hitter to the plate for this one.
2: Mm. Um. Forgive me for not having looked in advance. What, what kind of a season has Jackson State had so far?
4: <laughs> that makes two fun. of us. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't really checked out. I haven't really looked in on Jackson State
3: baseball. Well,
2: and and forgive me. I'm, I was not trying to throw you under the bus there at all. I, I had not. They are specifically-
3: six and two. They have a loss to Texas Southern, <laughs> wins over Alcorn, Grambling, Tugalo, Tugalo, Mississippi Valley, beat Valley. Twenty-three to one in seven innings on Saturday, uh, but did lose the already, Sunday game. Are they already games.
4: conference games?
3: Are they are these non-conference? I do not know. I just know what's in front of me. It's interesting. Speaking of Valley,
4: real quick, I know it's Tuesday, but winners and losers, give it up for Mississippi Valley. They yeah. got the W last night. The the last winless team in in men's college basketball. Valley gets the win last night over Prairie View. We might need, can we play their, their announcers at some point? Because they went crazy
3: when that game was over. I've got it, and I just, I don't, I, Blow out I speakers. highly, highly, highly doubt there was uh, any inappropriate language. I just want to make sure uh, before, yeah, before, be I, before sure. I play it, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. But those guys are awesome, they go viral uh, every week. Uh, almost. Uh, just with the way they call games, they're so funny and just enjoying <laughs> the heck out of it. But uh, I do want to make sure, Bless th- you, that, Excuse uh, me. sorry. You know, in their excitement uh, yeah. that one didn't slip because yeah. that's that happens. So there's another three game series against Valley later
2: in the year for Jackson State. They played the first game in Jackson, the second game in Itabina, and the third game was in Jackson. And when they play later in the year, they will go Jackson for all three games.
4: So, that it, it, I, Those can't count in the standings this early. They, they're not going to play that many. I, I, can't, I can't believe they play them six times in
3: conference. Brother, they've got another series with Valley in
2: May. They play them nine times in the regular season. In May, they will play them three games in Itabina as well. Uh, and that is actually Is a, that maybe a
3: divisional thing?
4: You, you played SWAC West, SWAC, SWAC East? So I don't know.
2: The, the six games that are happening in March and then in May are SWAC games. The three okay. games that they played this past weekend are not SWAC games. My guess is, okay. more than anything, it's a scheduling and a budgeting issue. Yeah, I, I get it, yeah.
3: So, well... That's Maybe, why these games uh, like
4: this for them are so so valuable.
3: I don't mean to take a shot but uh it sounds like Mississippi State has a scheduling issue on their hands. They're now down <laughs> 3 to nothing. Maybe you should That was a bit of a shot. Whee! We're we're having fun. We're, we're having fun. Yeah.
2: Bases loaded single we, score you, to run to make it 3 to nothing.
3: Yeah. Strike you laugh to mask the pain. Exactly. If you can't make fun of yourself, what can you do, right?
4: In the arms of an angel. That's not your in best work. What? Not your best work there. No, I, I can't. I can't do those high
2: notes. Uh, you got Ole Miss and Little Rock coming up this afternoon, 4 o'clock. So about, uh, about five minutes away or so, uh, give or take, from first pitch in that ballgame. Ole Miss trying to keep a little momentum rolling.
1: Super Talk Mississippi. Check this out. Are you ready? Yeah! Sports Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
2: To Sports Talk Mississippi. Thanks for being with us in the Pearl River Resort studios. Pearl River Resort, home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Two 18 hole championship courses. The Oaks and the Azaleas. Both available to you. You can book your tea time. Hey, Deb, book your tea time online mm. at dancingrabbitgolf.com. You don't, though, have to uh, reserve a time to be on the putting green, which is you probably where you should start spending a little bit of time working on the, the feel a little bit.
4: I I feel like I need to start at the driving range. Like I, I you know, when we had our little putting contest, I wasn't that far off from you. I feel like I can make some putts.
2: Oh yeah, no, that was My when My problem we, is I can't get w- it to the green. That's when we did the you know, how many out of ten? The time prior yeah. to that, it took you like thirty one putts to get it to the hole once. Well, that was different. Okay. We will uh, we'll be back
4: at
3: yeah. uh, Pearl nope. River
2: Resort. Oh, you'll be out of town. Ooh.
3: Out of town,
4: yeah. I know. I know.
2: Pretty excited. We're actually going to spend two days at yeah. uh, at Pearl River Resort at the sportsbook. The first two days, the thir- opening Thursday and Friday of the NCAA men's basketball tournament, we will be at the sportsbook. So, yeah. pretty
0: pretty I'm fired th- up
2: about that. Yeah, that's going to be cool. We did that a couple years ago. Yeah, but for whatever reason, I ended up good. going was... home that night and then coming back the next day. I'm not planning on doing that this time I did time not. Around.
4: I took advantage of the free room they gave us. And yeah, like, not, not planning on doing that this like time around.
2: I, my, my plan yeah. is radio show Thursday, watch basketball until late Thursday night, hopefully get a good meal. Mm-hmm. Hard to mm-hmm. hard to miss on the meal thing when you're there.
4: You can't yeah, you can't go you can't go wrong.
2: Spend the night, get up the next morning, golf, and then roll it right back into the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. That's my
4: plan. That's a plan. beautiful thing. That's a great plan.
2: And look, if you want to join it, and not that this is some sort of like a formal we're having a golf tournament or anything like that, but if you want to join us for the NCAA tournament, first couple of days. You'll play a little golf on Friday morning. We can probably arrange that. Borky, are
4: you going to be there for this too? Uh, I believe so. Oh, yeah. man.
2: I just threw the golf out. He's like, yes, I absolutely will be there.
3: $100 a hole. Y'all you, you you just get after it. I don't mm-hmm. have $100 to my name after I went to the vet this morning. <laughs> Ooh, let me tell you. <laughs> They'll get you. The Ooh. vet will get you. Buddy, I don't know if I'm oh, going to be eating tonight after that, but... It's always ramen. The, the dog's fine, so that's good. You, um,
2: <laughs> you know what Lee Trevino said? He's like pressure. Playing in front of all these people in pressure. Pressure's playing a five dollar Nassau when you've only got two dollars in your pocket. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, when there when there's something to lose and you don't have it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, yeah. that's when the pressure
2: rolls
4: in. Been there and done that.
2: Uh, c Spire text line is there for you. 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from c Spire. It's backed by world-class IT professionals who live where you do. That is right here all, uh, in Mississippi, in CSpire country. Um, 601-879-4395. c Spire is customer-inspired.
4: In, uh in better news for Mississippi state they have just announced that the South Carolina game is also a sellout now so packed house again
3: on the regular season finale next Saturday should Kentucky fans also um say you're welcome for that too or they can if they want yeah Richard this this, this yeah and I guess they do this everywhere because Kentucky is a sell. It always is the biggest game or one of the biggest games on campuses. But after state announced their sellout, Kentucky people did the whole, oh, you're welcome. Hey, you're going to see Kentucky play. This is the fifth sellout yeah. of the year? Yeah. Now now the yeah. sixth. So, yeah, yeah thanks, Kentucky.
2: Yeah, but I mean, we talked earlier about the fact that you can vividly remember the wins over Kentucky in basketball because they're few and far between, and it's such a big deal. That's not why the game yeah. is sold out, though. No, it's not. It's not. No, state has been, but state has sold out Saturday home games this year, and they've had some good crowds. They they had a sellout last Wednesday night for the the game against Ole Miss. A Tuesday yeah. night six o'clock game, generally
3: speaking, is a tougher. That's a tougher draw. Don't yeah. d- don't defend Kentucky fans on here. They're a bunch of bums. Well, the really other way defend. to look at
4: that is like are a lot of Kentucky fans making the trip to Starkville on a Tuesday night? Ooh. That's a, that's. I mean, that's a long way to go for weekday basketball.
2: That there tends to be a fair amount of royal blue in the stands wherever they go. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens.
4: Uh, It'll be easy to spot them tonight.
2: So. A little baseball update Mississippi State uh, has given up five runs to Jackson State and offensively not a lot for the Bulldogs they went one two three in the bottom of the second and uh, Jackson State is at the plate or headed to the plate here in the bottom of the third meanwhile in Oxford not a great oh, no. start for the rebels no, runs oh, no. on, the board Come on. Not, no runs on the board yet ooh Boy, that was a generous call, third oh, strike.
3: Was, wow. That, yeah, that's. Uh, wow. That should have walked in a run, brother. So, um, Little Rock has the
2: bases loaded with two out in the top of the first inning. And it started out with a couple of free passes, right? It was a walk and a hit batter. And then there was a ground out right. to move the runners up. I didn't see how the third guy got on base. Is that another walk, Borgi? So.
4: These two teams so. don't deserve to to determine who wins our bet, Richard. Let's just have a let's just get in the octagon. Just, just duke it out. Um, said the guy
2: who's losing the bet.
4: Uh, you know what? I'll I'll tie an arm behind my back. How about that?
2: Oh, that wouldn't be necessary in the octagon. Um, but
3: has punishment been decided yet?
4: Well, I mean, it's it's going to be something similar to you know what we had last year. You got to dress like the other guy, yeah, or dress like the other guy's team,
3: right? But I don't know that,
4: what he's got planned. I know what I'd like to do, but I got to win first, so I'm not going to worry about it. Didn't you tell me not too long ago? No, I'm not, I mean I, I have not made public my my idea.
3: Yeah, we should order a suit on Tipsy Elves and make Richard wear it while broadcasting a game. What is tipsy Elves? Oh, go to Tipsy Elves. Oh, those are those
2: are fun. Uh, you like you like think, uh, think John
3: Daly pants, but more extreme and they sell full suits. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, and like people wear those to Christmas parties.
3: Like you get oh, I one you. I see what's going on here. Yeah. 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 No, we don't we don't want that. Yeah. You know, I mean it's still a suit. Maybe for one of the baseball games. Not basketball, no, if, if he but one wins, of like, the he'll, SEC he'll Network plus white, baseball games. Other. We need to get Richard in a tipsy elf suit. <laughs> So um,
2: Ole Miss gets out of that inning without allowing a run, which is a little bit different story than they've had in that situation in recent games. Did you hear the inflection in his voice, hey, Dad? Yeah. Ole Miss got out of that inning without giving up a run. <laughs> what? I'm surprised as anybody. Um, Wes Mendez, in the first inning, walked to, hit a batter, struck out to, did not allow a hit. Threw a bunch of pitches, and uh, all for naught for Little Rock. So, now we'll Miss coming to the plate, and we'll see if they uh, pick up where they left off offensively against High Point on Saturday and Sunday. Dwayne and Brandon says, Sorry, Richard, my money's on Haydad. Well, you can be a loser alongside him, Dwayne. I mean, like, all of a sudden we're going to pretend like you're the most agile guy and the quickest guy in the history of the world?
4: Who needs agility?
2: I, I mean, you gotta get to me, man. I'll
4: just stand there and wait on you, boss.
2: No, you won't. You'll get antsy, you'll start moving around a little bit. I'll come in. I'm a very jab, patient man. Back out. Quick. <laughs> you know, you you and then and then once I land that, that first one that pops you right in the nose and you kinda double over a yeah. little bit, it's over. Because <laughs> you're getting like a knee to the face as you bend over. And then there's like a leg sweep and it's yeah. out, brother. I mean I this fe- it, it feels over like you've thought so this through.
4: Feels like you've been like, man, what would it be like just to beat him up? God, I would love it. Well, to it's beat not you in time. particular.
2: It's just you you get to a point in your life where there's no such thing as fighting fair. If you're in a fight, <laughs>
4: no, there's no such thing as that. you yeah. expect yeah. to win? I agree with that. Um, yeah. and,
2: and and so, you know, I mean do, do you do you not have some sort of strategy if you found yourself yeah. in a situation where you had to fight at this point of your
4: life yeah and yeah i guess i still could still still use it I, I as big as i am like especially with you i would i would go for a choke i'm gonna try to get close and and get on top and get your know, arms around your neck and call it a day yeah but that means you I'm not'm I'm not, I'm not interested, I'm not interested in a yeah, exactly i'm not interested in trading punches yeah. No, I understand that. Yeah.
2: But I mean, that's an octagon situation. I mean, that that's how you would approach yeah. it just in everyday
4: life. Yeah. A ch- choke a guy out. Yeah. Okay. That, that's how I would fight. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sports Talk, Mississippi, streaming at uh, supertalk.fm and Super Talk TV. Sorry, Richard, but you don't seem like much of a fighting man. <laughs> uh, I wish it would happen. would I love like to that. see it. Hey, Dad, chasing Richard around
1: the ring. Sports Talk Mississippi.
0: What is going on here?
1: Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. It's about time. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Alongside Brian Hayden hey and Michael Borky, I'm Richard Cross. Glad to be with you in the Pearl River Resort studio. C Spire text line is open, 601-879-4395. Uh, Dwayne in Kokomo says a punch in the nose will definitely stun someone, and then you turn out the lights any way possible. No doubt. Hey, Dad, we get, uh, sorry, Richard, you don't seem like much of the fighting type. I may have read that one before the break. Does that
4: imply that I do seem like the fighting type? Yeah, I mean, do you not? I haven't been the in a fight since seventh
2: grade. In, yeah, I've. Mine are more recent than that. Um, it's been a wow. while, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like we have been around each other long enough that one of us has a temper that is more prone to flare up than the other. And it's not you.
4: <laughs> I, my temper is, is 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 long, but it is hot when it gets there.
2: Yeah, I uh, I've only seen it a time or two. It's never been directed at me. Yeah, but I have seen you genuinely angry once or twice. Mm-hmm. It happens. <laughs> it
4: does. I'm usually pretty jovial.
2: Pretty jovial. Ole Miss has first and second with two out. Uh, check that. Clear the bases. Ole Miss takes a 3 nothing lead as Will Furness goes the opposite way for a home run to give the Rebels an early lead.
4: What are you laughing about, Heydad? I could picture Richard slapping Haydad with a white glove. <laughs> you, sir, have offended my honor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, Dave and Ripley says God, that uh,
2: Heydad's going to put the quietus on you, Richard.
4: <laughs> this is State's uh, bottom of the third. Bases are loaded, right? Infield so, hit, ground out. Infield hit, walk, walk. So it's 5-1. The ball hasn't even left the infield yet.
2: I mean, sometimes you just got to manufacture it's runs. It's Jackson State. Sometimes I you just got man. man, to manufacture the runs. Um. You guys should get in the octagon at the next Palmer Home fundraiser. Now, I don't think we actually want to get in the octagon if we're not angry
4: at each other. No, no. Well, you know, no. Now, I'll tell you what. If we could raise a few hundred grand just off of that, I'll fight you. Yeah, but do you real fight
2: or do you play fight in that scenario? The octagon, there's no like, there's no yeah. in-between in the
4: octagon. That's, that's a good, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, I
2: mean, if you're we, going can UFC, we the, Can we fill the
4: pavilion? Mm. Can we fill the pavilion for Haydad versus Cross? Probably not. Um, no. Somebody says Borky would school both
3: of us. Cobra Kai for life, he says. He's got youth on his, uh, on his uh, side there. I did do a 30-minute uh, jujitsu workout earlier today, so I'm primed and ready. Yeah? Yeah. There you go.
4: Okay, then
2: probably in better shape than either of the two of us yeah and when i, mean, I say probably a, i mean he's in better shape than either of the two i of think us.
4: i think if you look at the screen right now if you want to talk about worse shape it, it's probably in the correct order yeah i guess
2: jane gets so mad at me sometimes she'll be like i work out all the time I, I, <laughs> i've had this I ride discussion bike, about you She's like I ride the bike. I you know, go to workout classes, I stretch, I work really really hard. You eat like crap. You push back yes. any time I suggest that you go to the gym. You when you say you get on a workout kick, that means you row 2 days in a row and then you pick it up 3 months later. <laughs> and then we do something where like you have to actually do something. And we went on a hike as a family and I guess it was 2 summers ago and it was it was like a 6 mile round trip hike in the mountains and frances rode on my shoulders for 5 miles of that she's like how did like that's not fair that's not right it they shouldn't work that way i was like
4: well, man, yeah. i've had this discussion about you of, of like the guy eats like we go out to eat you're like give me a you know the biggest steak you have and then no, i'll take the whole part, brownie no, sunday true. for
2: that the steak part of it's not true you, I get get, a, you get a, I fly, get a small plate, yeah.
4: But you always get like, you know, what can I get for dessert? Mm-hmm. I'll take that whole brownie sundae and then you'll house about half of it. Yeah. It's like, like, how does this guy eat like this? You must have the metabolism of six 18-year-old boys. I, I used to. Like it's it, just incredible.
2: Truth is, it's starting to catch up with me a little bit.
4: Okay. Then. That's good That's good news. Yeah. I think it makes me feel a little bit better about myself.
2: Yeah. there There is, um, I can't eat the way that I used to. I've, I've cut way yeah. down on my fast food.
4: Okay. Well, high
5: <laughs> there's blind. one proposal out there the that fast might food make numbers you... he
4: put up would 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 amaze you. You you would you would be stunned by what I could eat when I was 18.
2: Well, you told us one day. Yeah, you did. But the thing yeah, is,
4: I? so like always,
2: I mean, even going back to forever, like, you know, 17 years old in high school, I yeah. never ate a lot. Like, ah, I ate any time I, I was hungry, and I ate anything I wanted. I just never ate a lot of anything. I mean, you were talking about eating an entire pizza, which makes me, that like, revolt. i like, two, maybe three pieces of the pizza. It's like,
4: all right, we're good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can put down a large. State State walked in another run. Ball still has not left the infield, but it's 5-2. Hey, you want to give them back? No, no. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just looking to see if there was anything on the ceasefire text line. Hey, two other basketball games tonight in the SEC outside of uh, Mississippi State and Kentucky. You've got Georgia at LSU, Vanderbilt at Arkansas. Hmm. Woohoo. Man, I, I was going to say, Borky. I'm like, I'm trying to generate some level of, of excitement for either of those games. I got nothing. Nah, you just watch Mississippi State and call it a day.
3: Yeah, stick with this one. Early bed, too. Early tip, early bed.
2: LSU a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Georgia. Arkansas is a ten-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Vanderbilt. That tells you how bad Vandy is. Jeez.
3: Yeah. What's that candidate list going to look like? I don't think they're going to fire him. Really? Mm-mm. Really? I don't think so. Goodness.
2: I really don't. I, I mean, he's a year removed from a contract extension. <laughs>
3: well, is Ross Bjork – Stop off in Nashville for a little while, or
2: just they've been just plagued by injury year after year. They, but I mean, they remember they put together a pretty good run at the end of last season, and arguably should have been coach in the year. tournament. I know, jeez, co right? Had no With business winning that award whatsoever. He and none weren't he and Buzz Williams co SEC
3: coaches of the year. I think so. Williams should have won that. And if if not Williams, it should have been Jans. But yeah. but when you know, I mean, you know, th- think Arkansas right now. So, so we'll spend a lot of this offseason talking about all the teams around the SEC for <laughs> obvious reasons. But, I mean, could you imagine being an Arkansas fan at this moment? Think about it, because the selling point was they're going to keep Sam Pittman and really fund NIL and help. Oh, him you're talking t- the- t- r- t- football now. Yeah. yeah, sorry, you switched gears on me. Uh, I did, but but it's a similar phenomenon, right? Like they they didn't fire him knowing what it was going to look like because they're going to invest in NIL and that's where they're going to uh, where are the fruits of that labor? That they, they don't exist. Uh, they, they punted the 2024 season. Look at their schedule. There is no chance that they are having a successful by their inflated measure season in 2024. It's not happening. They punted this season. Completely punted it. And so if you're a fan, if you're being told, give money, give money, give money, go to games, buy season tickets, and you're sitting here looking at the state of that program, what are you, like, what are you buying? Because there's nothing to nothing good to sell there if you know do it. Be done.
2: Yeah. In the SEC, Arkansas has LSU, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Texas at home. Mm -hmm. They go to Missouri, Auburn, Texas (laughs) A&M and Mississippi State. Yeah, Don't they have a uh, really
3: compelling non-conference game too?
2: I only have the SEC
4: in front of me.
3: I I think you're off the top top of my head because everybody has to play
4: a power five, right? So theirs is Oklahoma State. They're they're, at Oklahoma State in
3: Stillwater. Mm. I mean, by the time they are going to Starkville, they could have one, two, three, four, five losses by the time they're in Starkville. And what date is that game? Yeah, October 26th.
4: That is October 26th. Yeah.
2: So just a hair beyond the halfway point.
4: Yeah. And yeah. so I mean they should they'll beat Pine Bluff. They should beat UAB. <coughs> Auburn is I mean maybe, but that's at Auburn, so that's tough. And then the other games, no. Yeah. Just completely punted the
2: twenty twenty four season. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at Supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Got plenty more coming up with you right here in the Pearl River Resort Studio. We're back after this. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Oh, you of little faith. Be quiet. Mississippi State with um, an eight spot in the bottom of the third inning.
4: Yeah, still going.
2: Dogs on top. Lead off single. Ground out. Single. Walk, 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 walk. Two run single. Stolen base. Hit-by-pitch, three-run double, and we'll see where it goes from there.
4: Yeah. Only one out.
2: Is that two of them out of the infield, though? Yes. Eight We're runs, single, we'll Eight runs with two balls that have left the infield.
3: Heck, yeah. Hey, winning is winning. You know what this means, though? Based on recent trends. Uh-oh. Not good for tonight. Bad news for the... Uh, the the basketball
2: dogs,
4: yeah. Exactly See, what that means. Maybe
2: it's a flip the script day.
4: Maybe. I mean, what's Kentucky's State baseball, baseball team doing? Somebody just, check in on them.
2: Um, State so just flipped the script mid game. Yeah. Down five to nothing and looking like poo poo, and then all of a sudden they put an eight spot up.
3: Kentucky well, I think is if, you six if you say poo poo,
4: if you say poo poo, you're talking about like poo pooing an idea. You're not talking about the other
2: thing. Oh, no, that's interesting. That, that,
4: that, I disagree.
2: Well, I mean, then you should not use it in that context. I, however, will use it in the context. I mean, that poo poo is kind of my my. It's kind of
4: my thing. <laughs> I'm just saying. I feel like it's you know, it's a problem.
2: Yeah, whatever. Whatever uh, works for you.
4: Um, I didn't mean to poo-poo your use of the word poo-poo.
2: C Spire text line open 601-879-4395. You've got your business, and seaspire has got Just your back. his eyes. With best-in-class technology solutions powered by their team of 200-plus certified engineers, visit com slash business to learn more Seaspire customer-inspired. Um. Do we know anything about baseball in the SEC yet this year?
3: Arkansas's got a pitching staff that Arkansas's good. if they don't make it to the College World Series, and I know baseball, and I understand that I get it, but is there anybody in the country that has pitchers that have looked like that so far? I've, they've looked really, really good. I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah. What was it, 17 strikeouts in six mm-hmm. innings? Yeah, that was Hagen Smith on Friday, right? Yeah, I mean, did they check his hands and his belt and do the thing that the major league baseball players do? Did he? Was there spider tack somewhere? How does that work? I
2: don't. Uh, I don't believe we have that rule in college. Thankfully, even
3: with spider tack, I mean, that's, that's impressive. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah the um, the Arkansas staff.
2: This year has been really, really good. Arkansas has a team 2.85 ERA. Um, Brady Tigert is 1-0 in two starts with 10 strikeouts. Mason Molina is their Sunday starter. He's 1-0 in two starts with 19 strikeouts. Hagan Smith does not have a win or a loss, despite two starts and nineteen strikeouts in those two games combined. Um, they're good. They're, they're that's a good baseball team. Offense kind of maybe hasn't really hit its stride yet. And the other thing is, Arkansas has yeah. played. I mean, it felt like we were kind of piling on Arkansas football a second ago, so I suppose give them their due. Played a. Reasonably difficult schedule. They played James Madison four times to start the year. This past weekend they played number seven Oregon State and beat them five to four. They lost two to one in fourteen innings to Oklahoma State, and then they beat Michigan four to three. In fairness, I don't know how good Michigan is or isn't. The number by Oregon State's name tells me they're pretty good. But I, I think the arms are legit. Yeah. So there's um, there's some good there for the uh, the
3: Razorbacks. And Ole Miss is in Fayetteville the weekend of April fifth. Okay. Ole Miss got to get some things figured out between now and then,
2: but whether it's in Fayetteville or in Columbia, Missouri, against a probably bottom of the league Missouri team, they've got to get some things figured out.
4: State goes to Fayetteville as well. Yeah. oh, lovely.
2: I mean, look, the the SEC is so good this year. It doesn't really matter
3: whose schedule you look at. It's a hard schedule. Is there a break on either Ole Miss or State's schedule in terms of opponent? Is there a single break at all where you get a weekend where you're like, you know what, that's a nice weekend yep. off?
4: Yep. It's the weekend they play each other.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the break. <laughs> Let's go through them. I mean, I'm looking at Ole Misses right now, and and State has their number, so you can't call State a schedule break either. With how they've had success against True, Ole Miss but still, and, so Ole Miss opens at home against South Carolina.
2: They go to Knoxville in Week Two. Stop me when you hear the break. They host Kentucky in Week Three. If there's one, that's the one. They go to Kentucky's Fayetteville in Week team, Four. Huh?
3: Host Mississippi that's State not- in Week Five. That, that's that's the one absent the recent trend of dominance. They go
2: to Georgia in Week Six, host Alabama, go to Auburn, host Texas A and M, and they finish on the road at LSU. So that that's all Mrs. schedule. They avoid Florida, they avoid
3: Vanderbilt, they don't get Missouri. And if they're going to make the tournament, state is the opposite of that. They got to win fourteen of those, probably. Especially now with a couple bad non-conference losses. Yeah, probably so.
4: Same with state. State's same boat. I mean, I can't sit here and with any confidence tell you state's going to win fourteen conference games when they can't win one off of Austin Peay.
2: Well, I mean that's fine. I'm just I'm not ready to judge any of it yet. We're just going. I just want to keep watching for a little while. So here's Mississippi State's week by week. They open SEC play with LSU in Starkville. (laughs) Week two, they go to Texas A&M. Week three, they go to Gainesville. Week four, they host Georgia. Week five, they go to Oxford. Back home week six for Super Bulldog weekend with uh, Auburn rolling into town. Road trip to Nashville. Alabama in Starkville. At Arkansas. Missouri at home.
3: So it's Missouri. That's brutal. To answer the question.
4: That's the last series of the year. That's not really a break.
3: That's the last series. If you're sitting on 11 and you need three more, I guess that's the... But, I mean... There cannot possibly be a more difficult first nine games to conference play in America, can there? For than what state has? Than what state has in their first nine conference yeah, that's, games?
4: Yeah, it's really tough. The only, I mean, if you, if the only way it would be worse if like if that was Vanderbilt instead of uh, or Arkansas instead of a A&M. yeah. And M. A And ms still really really good. Oh, oh man. But if you seen how a And M swinging the bat, they're playing the they're playing good baseball. Yeah. Ooh. Big time. Somebody's swinging the bat. State now up 11-5. to Three Dang.
3: RBI triple for David Mershon. Uh, Josh Hubbard's going to go over for 15 tonight now. Yep. I mean, can State be original with
4: anything? Myself. Hey,
2: Dad, I mean, Ole Miss scores 11 in an inning on Sunday, and next time State gets on the diamond, here they go.
4: Don't end up on message board geniuses like, the, like Borky did with his other burner account like I saw yesterday. What'd you do, Morpheus? Oh, that was so bad, so bad, so bad. Like, can't even say can it, can it on say the it air? So it was, Oh, we
3: can say it. It's just no,
4: we can say it. So, some Ole Miss fan on on the Ole Miss spirit was like, "What are these softball uniforms? They look kind of blue." Is Ole Miss is State copying us again? And it's those teal uniforms that everybody in the conference wears to raise awareness for ovarian cancer after Alex Wilcox passed. Alex Wilcox passed away up here a couple of years back, so. So Borky's
3: burner strikes again. Uh, most definitely not my burner.
4: Although I thought <laughs> just, and teal
3: and really powder blue are, are not
2: exactly the same thing either.
4: No, that's like... the other thing. It's not even blue. It's it's teal. You people, don't you people twelve me. five? By the way, twelve five now. Uh, so now now we're not now we're not copying you anymore. We've got twelve. All
2: right, whatever they do, got to one up them. <laughs> I got him, Bork. I got him. Look
4: at him. Oh, I got him. <coughs> sorry, sorry for the cough there, y'all.
2: We um Oh goodness. <laughs> we spent a little bit of time on this earlier. Let's um circle back around. <laughs> Similarities and differences from the first time. Mississippi State and Kentucky Met. Remember, it was a 90-77 to win, a 13-point victory. What happened in the first game that shapes your thoughts on what might happen tonight? We will try to answer that question when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi with you in the Pearl River Resort Studio.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi team with live reports from games and practices, plus exclusive interviews. Weekday afternoons starting at 3 on Supertalk.fm, the Supertalk Mississippi app, and always live on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at SuperTalk.fm and SuperTalk TV. Thanks for being with us this afternoon in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Check them out online at pearlriverresort.com. That's pearlriverresort.com alongside Michael Borkey and Brian. Hey, Dad, I'm Richard Cross. Thanks for being with us today. C Spire text line is always open 601 879 4395. That's 601-879-4395. Ole Miss gave up a solo home run in the top of the third inning. Uh, first of all, there was a bases-loaded strikeout to get out of the bottom of the second. Um, Little Rock made a pitching change. And uh, then a solo home run to start the third, and Little Rock has cut it to one. It is three to 3-2. The Trojans leading it over Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Uh, firmly now in control of their game at Jackson State, leading at thirteen to five through three.
4: That took a while. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it.
2: Yeah. Uh, all right, hey, Dad. I um, I teased this before the break. Thinking back to the first meeting, what do we learn from the first meeting that might inform what we think we will see tonight? When Kentucky and Mississippi State meet.
4: Well, this isn't something that requires a scholar to know, but if you go back to that first game, I'm pretty sure the stat line for Josh Hubbard was one for 11 from the field. He can't have that. He doesn't have to give you 32 points tonight, but he's got to be around his average. He's got to be around 15, 16, 17 points for Mississippi State to have a chance in this game. And then, you know, I I need to bring the box score up, I guess, but as I recall you know state turned the ball over that that was during that stretch of the, of the season for Mississippi State where they were really having a problem uh turning the ball over and kentucky you know the, the, it was one of those things where you go to Rupp, they get a couple early buckets they get a couple of early turnovers that crowd gets into it and the next thing you know you're down 15 points and and you know that's that's been the full, that's been the, the way for kentucky for a lot of years it
2: wasn't that night, though
4: only only nine turnovers. Was it overs.
2: not? Yeah, State only turned it over nine I times was, in that game. Mism- Kentucky actually turned it over one more.
4: I must just be thinking of missed shots then and, and the way State played early in that yeah, game, especially. 45%. They, just, they fell from behind the field. so quick. Yeah.
2: Um, 33% from behind the arc and six of 10 from the line. I mean, that's, that's one thing that stands out. Of State just didn't get to the free throw line. They were 6 of 10 from the stripe, and Kentucky was 23 of 27. So a big disparity there be, uh, between the two. Morky, as you think back on that first one, is
3: there anything that stands out for you? Oh, Things are so different now, aren't they? Which was weird, because Kentucky was in kind of a skid, weren't they, when, uh, when Mississippi State came to town, and they, they popped them after that.
2: Yeah, so... Kentucky was after that game. Oh, so that game sparked the skid. Well, they were yeah, they were they were 3 and 1 in the SEC after that game was complete and Mississippi State fell to 1 and 3. I think the bottom line is it was a long time ago and we're having trouble remembering exactly how
3: it played out. Yeah, I I mean, I watched yeah. and frankly, I got into one of those moods where the game wasn't close in the second half and I started looking at my phone a little bit. Uh, I do remember that. Yeah. Um, well, and part of
2: the reason is because Kentucky led by 18 at the half.
3: Yeah. I mean, what it, it was, was not competitive.
2: Yeah, it was 47-29 at the half. Um, Kentucky led by 14 with 15 minutes to play. It just kind of stayed at double figures. They were back up 14 with 11 minutes to play. They were up 15 with eight minutes to play. It was like they just kind of yo yoed. There was a 16 yeah. point lead with seven minutes left. They were up 18 with four minutes to play. So it was never close. It was never in doubt, like remotely, regardless of the 13 point final margin. But you play all 40
4: minutes. So. Yeah. How big a difference is Keyshawn Murphy? That's a good one. I mean, he is a difference. He gives you another big body. He gives you another guy who can give you minutes and product, give you production when Tolu's on the bench from that, from that, from down low. Um, but he also he can, he can spread the floor a little bit. He can shoot from outside. He can give you that mid range. I mean. It, you look at State's last few games, and, and the way he's played has been a big part of that, and, and has been, you know, since he's gotten back into the rotation. State has looked a lot better offensively, and still playing well defensively. So, yeah, I think he's he's a he's a guy to keep an eye on tonight. Will he be the the biggest factor in this win? No, win this win. I'm I'm calling it. I guess. Go ahead. But yeah, but but if State does win, I feel like you're going to look at the, the box score and say Keyshawn Murphy played a role in that.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi, 5 o'clock hour coming up. We'll start things off with the college football fix after this. News is next.
1: You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Welcome back. 5 o'clock hour. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Visit them online at pearlriverresort.com. c text line is open at 601-879-4395. But we start this hour off on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. Mississippi Farm Bureau. Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball. D1Baseball.com. If you're not a subscriber, like... I don't even know if we can be friends at this point. There is so much great content at D1 Baseball. If you are a college baseball fan, it's uh, it's the go-to spot. Kendall, we always appreciate your time. Um, I've never really jumped on this train. I don't know why I feel differently this year, because the weather's been spectacular for the, the first two weekends where, where we are. Is it time for us to seriously consider pushing the start of college baseball back at least a couple of weeks to around the 1st of March?
5: Yeah, I think that actually makes a lot of sense. You know, like anything, man, I, I think there's a middle ground. I, I think if you look at college baseball as a whole, I think when you look at the beer showers at Swayze, you look at the, the, the left-field lounge of the dude, Like, I don't want to get too far back because I think you start to take out some of that mystique a little bit uh, when, when the students aren't on campus. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, I, I think a March 1 start there would make a lot of sense. You know, I, I think back to opening weekend to where, you know, I looked at a lot of places around the country, and, you know, it was like 38, 40, 41 degrees. And I think, you know, March 1st is been perfect. Like, you can, Lord knows, like us in Texas and you guys in Mississippi, like it can still be pretty cold in March 1. But you have a better chance of having better weather. We had very uncharacteristic weather this past weekend. I mean, it was like, 85 degrees in Round Rock where I was this past weekend. It was kind of unbelievable. I
2: mean, I'm actually in Jackson for a couple of days this week where our network studios are, and when I got out of my truck today at, I don't know, 2.30 walking inside, it was 84. And we're still in February. Yeah, like
5: I was sweating today walking with my wife.
2: (laughs) But we have also had six inches of snow on March 1st, so you know, you never know exactly. Exactly,
5: no. I, I know how it feels. We had a we were, I think, in Houston, you know, we had that big freeze a couple. Well, you know, you guys had the same one. It was the, the weekend before Global. globalized. The high that week, you know, yep. Ole Miss Mississippi State were globalized that year. The high three days before the tournament was like seven in Houston. So you just never know, man.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, in the Metroplex, had all the water issues, and they debated whether or not they were going to play it. It was such a big deal, so yeah, much anticipation exactly. because it was the year after COVID. They ended up pushing it back a start uh, a day, and so it was Saturday, Sunday, Monday. But thank goodness they didn't cancel the tournament because it was spectacular.
5: Oh, it was so good. Oh, it was awesome. Like I still remember Landon Sims' uh, performance in that opening game, and. Uh, you know, Gunnar Hoagland, if you remember, I think he was a Saturday guy or a Sunday guy for Ole Miss that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, he was spectacular on Sunday, so you had, the, you had Landon and, and Gunnar looking great. Yeah, that was a great, that was a fun weekend.
2: Yeah, Ole Miss went 3-0 that weekend. And I came back from that event, and I said, look, I get that it's not going to move, and I understand the mystique of Omaha, but I could make a really good argument for the College World Series being played at Globe Life Field. I could. I know that sounds like sacrilege I understand but when you think about the weather issues that we have sometimes it's super hot sometimes it's cold sometimes it's rain thunderstorms uh, difficulty getting in and out of Lincoln or not Lincoln but but Omaha
5: I mean there's there's an argument that could be made yeah. uh, I know I know I mean I, I you're hear you're you. my guy you're my guy but I'm not getting on board of that I, I think that I think the more likelier scenario would be that Omaha has some sort of roof situation on that ballpark someday you know i don't think they're gonna have a retractable roof but maybe they have a some sort of like you know florida style like canvas they i don't know i i think you would have that before you would have them move that thing i i I, I would not be in favor of that
2: i know i know i just thought it was a really good facility and i was like you know you could do this
5: it's an awesome facility it's an awesome facility to go to the first three weeks of the year I don't know if I want to be there in June. Not to mention there's a team called the Texas Rangers. They probably would not be real happy about having to leave for two weeks.
2: I mean, all they do is take an 11-game road trip. It happens all the time. It's not that big a deal.
5: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah I, we're, we're, we're doing all of this, tough. I think, to avoid him talking about baseball in the state of Mississippi, maybe. <laughs> um, last exactly. week, you were on uh-huh. It's Early, Let's See a Little Bit More. That was before we went through the midweek last week, which included yeah. um, Ole Miss losing to Arkansas State and losing their first game to High Point. Now, they bounce back in a big way, and I can't help but wonder if there's a spark. Mississippi State lost a pair of midweek yeah. games to Austin Peay, and they lost one of their games to Georgia Southern. Are you any more concerned than you were a week ago about either of these teams?
5: I think I'm in the same spot. I'll be very honest with you. Okay. Um, I, I thought the week. I thought the week was a was a mixed bag for both. I think if you look at, uh, I'll start with Ole Miss real quick. Okay. I think if you look at Ole Miss, obviously the offense was not great uh, in the midweek game. The offense was, or the team as a whole was not very good in the opener. But I think the fact they scored 37 runs the last two games, and you know, Jackson Ross, you know, w- w- we talk about guys that sign up to have a lot of potential. You know, Jackson Ross was a guy that you know, if it wasn't for Nolan Shanewell, uh, Jackson Ross is, a, is like a slam dunk All-American last year. You know, it's just Nolan got a lot of the accolades from that team. So, you know, it, it was only a matter of time before a guy like that got going. Uh, obviously, he had an incredible week. Uh, you know, there's some other guys that sign up, You know, you know, I know Will Furness doesn't have the, the best average in the world, but I think you have to look beyond that. Uh, he had a big ho- uh, home run over the weekend for them. Hit another uh, one I today. do, you know, think, yeah, no doubt, man. I do think you can move forward. Uh, I, I do think it's imperative that almost get guys like Luke Hill and, and, and Tracy Hughes going. I do think if they're gonna make a run in this conference, those two guys have to get going. But particularly Hughes. I think Hughes just from a just from a sheer versatility standpoint has a little bit more to offer offensively. But I, I do feel better about this team. Uh, do I feel a lot better? Not really. Yeah. Uh but I think it, it, it really sets the stage for for me, what really is an interesting weekend against Iowa because I mean I think both of these teams uh, have a lot to a lot to gain and a lot to lose this weekend, uh, particularly Iowa.
2: So Iowa's lost four in a row coming in. I, I don't know what they're doing today if they've played this afternoon. But as of Sunday, they had lost four in a row. Tell us about this kid that that we've heard about triple digits on the radar gun that's going to throw game yeah. one for the Hawkeyes.
5: Yeah, i tell you about Brody Brecht, I mean, he's going to be a, a top five pick in the draft. And I think, you know, if you're if you're Mike Clement, you're Coach Bianco, I think the big thing against Brody, uh, and Auburn was able to get him out by, I think it was the fifth or sixth inning last week. Uh, he had 11 strikeouts, I think a lot of one run in five or six innings. But they were able to get him out of the game. And that was the big key to the whole week against everyone that faced Iowa, is Iowa starting pitchers with Marcus Morgan and, and you know, Kate uh, Overmiller and, you know, Brody Brecht, all three of those guys did a pretty good job. i tell you what. If you look at the bullpen and the job they did over the weekend, uh, it it was rancid, man. It was not very good. So I think if you're Ole Miss, you're looking at at what happened last week and you're going, hey, let's work some pitches. Let's work that pitch count. Get him out out of the game and get their bullpen thinking about it a little bit. So, uh, you know, that's kind of the the scoop on their pitching stack And their break will be up to one-on-one this weekend. Uh, The slider has made strides. Uh, He's electric, uh, but he can only throw so long. And so that's going to be the key And then offensively you uh, know, circle the name Sam Peterson. I think if Iowa is really going to get going against the Rebs this weekend, uh, Sam Peterson is the guy that's going to have to have a big weekend down in Oxford.
2: That was a Brian Haydad word you used, by the way. Rancid, you said
5: it was bad, dude. I think they. Want to say that they allowed all the like three runs that that Iowa allowed over the weekend.
2: Mm. That so, is uh, yeah, not good. No, that's that's certainly not what you uh, what you want in that scenario. Um, Quick thought on Southern Miss. They uh, they win another series this past weekend. I uh, feel like Oz's guys are, are playing well and pitching it pretty well. Made a little bit of a tweak in the uh, in the rotation. Um, still had Nico Mazza starting, but but brought Cross Sibley out of the pen from a matchup
5: standpoint. Yeah, how about that? You know, I think the big thing with them is can they get their offense going? I, I still, kind of like we talked about Ole Miss, you know, last week and their offense and Southern Miss's offense last week, I still feel like guys like, say, Wilkes and Peyto and and, 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 and Monaster. I know Monaster is doing a little bit better now, but they really need to get their offense going. Indiana yep. State's very good. They can really pitch. But, yeah, I mean, Southern Miss is going to pitch. It's just a matter of whether or not the offense kind of come through. I think a lot, a lot like Ole Miss uh, up the road, uh, I think their offense will kind of figure things out, but yeah, that that is a big series. You know, Missouri State was a favorite in Missouri Valley, uh, along with Indiana State. So you got the two teams, the two top teams in the Mo Valley, down in Hattiesburg. Uh, Indiana State or Southern Miss, the winner of that series could very well be ranked uh, here in a week.
2: Okay, we'll uh, we'll certainly keep an eye on that. Hey, is Arkansas for real? They, I feel like they played kind of a hard schedule. I guess four with James Madison. Man, those arms! Hagen Smith, Brady Tigert, um, all the the third kid whose name I can't remember, Mason. Anyway, uh, uh,
5: Mason Molina. Yeah, you know, I think they are very legit on the mound. I mean, they've got Texas Tech's Friday Night guy from last year's their Sunday guy. You know, Hagen Smith had a had a performance for the ages last week. Could very well be a top two pick in the draft. Uh, and, and then you look at Brady Tiger, who's done a terrific job uh, transitioning from from the bullpen to the rotation. I feel great about their pitching. Uh, I will say this. I watched a couple of their games over the weekend, and I think their offense is a very long way to go. But I do think Arkansas is one of those teams that they're not going to have to be great offensively this year. I think if they can just be decent offensively, they're still probably going to win 40 or 45 games.
2: Kendall, thanks as always for your time. We'll talk to you next Monday – or Tuesday. What is today? Tuesday. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. You got it, brother. Be good. Kendall Rogers, D1Baseball.com, joining us on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, at Mississippi Farm Bureau. Was that a case of copyright infringement, hey Dan? Rancid? No, putrid is my word. So oh, putrid. Putrid. Eh, it's a cousin to Rancid. We'll be back.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Always appreciate Kendall Rogers joining us on Tuesdays. Starts at 5 o'clock hour from D1 Baseball. Kendall and all guests appear on the Farm Bureau guest line. I got favorites.com and Go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. What does that mean? Well, that means you got local agents in all 82 counties in Mississippi. I'm a Farm Bureau member and uh, just a little you know, personalized service. Got a call from uh, Brad Smith, my agent in Oxford earlier this week. and he was like, hey, you've got um, a premium that's due here coming up in three or four days. How do you want to handle this? And we got it worked out, and he's like, and look, you're going to get this correspondence in the mail, and it means this. Just kind of checking in, making sure everything was good. Before we hang up, he's like, hey, call me if you need anything, You got any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. It's a service you'll get as well uh, if you are a Farm Bureau customer uh, with uh, locations in all 82 counties in the state of Mississippi. We're glad to be with you this afternoon on Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Michael Borky. Quick baseball scoreboard update, now 13-6 as Jackson State got a run in the top of the fifth inning. Bulldogs with a seven-run lead. Uh, runners at the corners with two down for Jackson State. Ole Miss leading 3-2 to two over Little Rock, but threatening in the bottom of the fourth. Bases loaded, nobody out, and a pitching change for Little Rock. Let's jump into the college football fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Don't forget, it's Truck Month, which means great selection, great savings on the best-selling trucks in America for 47 straight years. We're closing in on half a century. The F Series has been the number one selling truck in America. Hey, Dad, I feel like I should let you take this one. I feel like it plays right into uh, your cross-one theme. (laughs) A first-of-its-kind NIL deal was announced today. Ole Miss quarterback Jackson Dart has signed an NIL deal with Nicholas Ayer, making NIL history. The oldest quarterback inked an endorsement deal with Nicholas Ayer, making it the first partnership of its kind, facilitated by his sports managing a marketing company and his agent, I suppose. The deal calls for Dart to have hours on Nicholas Ayer's fleet of private jets for travel, training, and philanthropy. Okay. It is good to be a starting quarterback in the SEC. He's got a couple more philanthropy.
3: Yeah, a couple more coming too. I'd be willing to bet that one of those flights is used to take the wide receivers out to California again, like they did uh, last summer. But uh, aside from how charitable, yeah, yeah, exactly. You write that off. Um, But what, what makes this interesting? At least to me, aside from the fact that you've got college football players signing endorsement deals with private jet companies, imagine saying that phrase out loud 10 years ago. But all the talk when NIL became a thing, you guys remember this was only the big programs are going to have success. Only the big programs. Everything is going to center around these few programs and everybody else is going to suffer. They weren't talking about Ole Miss when they were talking about those programs that's going to thrive in that era or have these kind of opportunities. It was Ohio State, Southern Cal, Alabama. All these programs in the big cities, they're going to get all this money. And the players are so marketable. Georgia Tech's going to become a force because they're in Atlanta. No, not really. This says that you can play at Ole Miss and have – Marketable value and unique deals like free private jet flights. I don't know how
2: many hours are in the deal. I, I I don't I don't know if it's uh if he's got ten hours or twenty hours or thirty hours or what it is. We just saw in Steve Sarkeesian's new contract, he gets twenty hours of private jet use. Um. So, uh, and was that I, a month? No. 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 A year? Yeah, a year. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're flying on a private jet, and I'm assuming that they're not counting like deadhead time, I mean, you fly from Austin to Vail, and it takes an hour and 45 minutes. And we know that college football coaches don't necessarily have that much. I mean, Austin to the Bahamas would be at most a a two-and-a-half-hour flight. So it gives him the ability to go on three, four, five vacation trips without it costing him anything in terms of travel. So, again, I I don't know how much this deal is with Jackson Dart. And what an hourly rate is with a private jet company varies based on the type of aircraft you're flying on. Uh, If you're on one of the smaller jets within – uh, a given company's fleet, you're probably in the six to seven thousand dollars an hour range. If you're on a bigger jet, like a, I mean, if you're flying on a G six hundred and fifty, a Gulfstream G six hundred and fifty, you're probably closer to twenty thousand dollars an hour. So you can do the math and you know figure out you know what the value of this deal is. I mean, if he's got twenty hours on a Smallish size jet at eight thousand dollars an hour retail. Yeah, it's a between one hundred and fifty and two hundred thousand dollars sponsorship deal. Yeah, and again, I have no well, idea Warkey's how many said
3: it best. Then it's good to be Jackson Dart. It's, it's good to be him. But it does it's something that Lane Kiffin can point to moving forward when he's recruiting yeah. quarterbacks, and you can come to Ole Miss and have that if you play quarterback here. And that's not what people thought you'd be able to say when this started. But but you know what? Different than some of these
2: deals that we've seen or heard about, Jackson Dart's earned it. Right? He's performed on the field in the last two seasons. He is the face of the Ole Miss football yeah. program. He's going to pre- yeah. be a preseason, all-SEC-type quarterback. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be First team, second team, third team, whatever. Uh, what you th- what would
3: your guess be? Third He'll get some team? first
4: team votes. He'll get some first team votes, but yeah, it probably be third team behind third. Beck and uh, and yours.
3: Possibly second. Possibly people might give him possibly. Yeah, the the nod over Beck, but Milro? Anybody voting for Milrose a- <sighs> anyway. Well, I I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. He
4: could have a good year, but I I think the the last image you have of Milrow, the way he played in that playoff game, hurts his ability to be preseason All-SEC. I guess
2: the point, though, that I'm making is he's going to be a third-year starter at a program that is predicted to be in contention for the playoff. As opposed to and I'm not picking on the young man. Good for him. Nico Ayamaliava who Mm. reportedly got a massive deal coming out of high school. It was, it was. this is what it's going to take for us to get him, as opposed to, this is what he has earned. Jackson Dart, in his first year at Ole Miss, NIL was, was good to him. Last year, NIL was very good to him. And by the way, I'm just using it as an acronym. There are people that are all up in arms about, oh, is it NIL? Is it pay for play? I don't care what you call it. We all know what it is. Okay. It's all the same thing.
4: There's another thing to consider here, too, in that, and don't clip this, Borky, but Ole Miss is a hot brand right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Ole Miss has this, this rep of the party and the sip thing. We've talked about that. It's taken off. And so if you're a company, that's that's a branding idea that you want to be with. Hey, okay, we're, we're, you can have a good time. Yeah, we want to be a part of that. So, yeah, it all it's all kind of coming together there. For for Jackson Dart to get a deal like this,
3: I yeah. want the record to show that Heydad said it's taking off when talking about a airline deal with a football player. I well did. played, I did. Well played. Yeah. But yeah, Thank this you. is the the true NIL. That that this is an actual endorsement deal that is earned by somebody that's actually marketable. I mean, he's got a lot of things going for him. He's he's a good, tough player, sharp kid, all that stuff. Like he, he's he's an actual marketable college athlete that has. And Real no, marketable no value, with him either,
4: and, yeah. hey, and no and, off the field with him either,
2: right? And and I hope that the philanthropy thing there is not a throwaway line. Yeah, I mean, how cool would it be to see Jackson Dart jump on a plane in Oxford, take a thirty-minute flight to Jackson? Obviously, you have a social media team that's doing whatever they do. And he jumps in mm-hmm. a car and he goes and he spends two hours at Bats and Children's Hospital. And yeah. he passes out, you know, teddy bears or signed footballs or gives away jerseys and visits with kids that are in the hospital there. And then he jumps back on the plane, gets back to Oxford, and doesn't miss a second of practice. I mean,
4: mm-hmm.
2: that that's like brand activation, if you're talking about something along that. And your whole travel, training, and philanthropy is not a throwaway line in a press release. It's something that you've activated.
4: There you go. Oh, God. Oh, feeling terrible. Gotta get out of here, guys. Oh, oh my
2: chest. All three ah. of us will be back on the other side of this timeout. Sports Talk Mississippi with you in the
1: Pearl River Resort Studio. Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. It doesn't get any better than this. On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us in the Pearl River Resort Studio. If you're still hanging with us, to you we tip our caps. <laughs> there are limited ways for you to, uh, I guess I welcome those of you that are watching on Super Talk TV. got to work hard
3: to find us at this point.
2: A uh, lot going on today with baseball in Starkville. Baseball in Oxford and basketball, which starts in less than half an hour in Starkville as well. They are into the sixth inning at Duty Noble with Mississippi State leading 15-6 over Jackson State. Ole Miss scored three runs in the bottom of the fourth inning to take a 6-2 lead over uh, Little Rock. But Little Rock has answered with a two-run home run in the top of the fifth inning to make it a two-run ballgame. So it's 6-4. to four. Ole Miss leading over Little Rock. So, uh, tight game in Oxford. You don't really want to give up a two-run home run right after you get three runs to give the cushion, but uh, that's what happened. Yeah. So, um, Sports Talk Mississippi, glad to be with you this afternoon. It is rare, Michael Borky, that we go to swimming and diving for a story. But uh, this is a great find by you via the Twitters. Um, ACC Swimming and Diving Championships. And you had a great race between NC State's Owen Lloyd and his teammate, right? Ross Dant was his teammate? Yes. And so they were battling it out in the 1650-meter race. And they're a full length of the pool ahead of everybody else. They, they destroyed, destroyed everybody ne- else. Nearly 50 meters, both of them ahead of everybody else. And Owen Lloyd touched the wall first. Ross Dant uh, Dent touched the wall just after him. And Lloyd was
3: disqualified he was and so what happened I was like well explain can we play the clip we play the clip first if you want then then we can explain what happened let's do that
2: so this is Ross Dant the quote winner of the race who was named the winner crowned the winner after Lloyd was disqualified this was Dant after the race strange
1: one I know for you congratulations on one hand do you have any idea what happened and your emotions right now
5: I think that's the dumbest rule in swimming. Owen beat me fair and square. He used to be on that toe of the podium. He was excited. That's a huge fun for him, right? He earned that. He earned that, and that's his emotion, right? That's what we get in the sport of swimming when we do well. We train all year for a moment like that, and to have him disqualified, I think, is the dumbest thing ever. Do you mind He works he's- so hard every day. He- it's going to be on that number one trophy. I am not going to stand up there.
3: Ross, do you mind if I uh, if I ask
4: you
1: what rule did he break? We haven't even heard of up here.
5: Whenever you win, you're not allowed. Well, the other team, or excuse me, the other swimmers are still swimming. You're allowed. You have to stay in your own lane. You're not allowed to jump or cross over the lane lane into someone's lane. And in this celebration, which he earned, he came over to my lane. Oh my god. No, he earned that fair and square. So he will be getting that
2: medal. So Ross Dant. Speaking with the ACC network and announcers, there, Owen Lloyd wins the race, and he climbs on top of the floating lane divider. The lane line, yeah, it's the, the the lane line, the the divider that is hooked into the wall on
3: both ends that divides the lanes. You watched Olympic swimming, you know what I'm talking about. I, I actually I swam competitively even up until I was 14. There you go. So he climbs on top of
2: that. He's straddling the lane line divider. I'm not using the right terminology. He's straddling the lane line, the divider that floats in the pool that separates the lanes. And he's pumping his arm in the air, and he falls over into the lane of his teammate, who has also finished the race, but technically you still have swimmers in the water who have not yet finished the race, and therefore that is a disqualifiable offense, and they take the trophy away from him.
3: Gross. That disqualification only happened because the two of them won by too much. Because you you see that in, in Olympics, right? That It'll be a close race, a guy will finish, and he will, um, I mean, they will immediately, like, cross over into each other and give hugs, high fives, whatever, because they all finish right at the same time. No, it's. What a cool lesson in sportsmanship, though. Mm-hmm. If I, if I were his dad, I'd be so proud. I mean, to watch my son, you know, win but not win, and, and handle it that way. But why is there not somebody involved that that takes a rule and realizes this is a unique circumstance, and we should apply it in this way, as opposed to if during the race he crossed over into somebody else's lane and obstructed them. You know what I mean? That's why the rule is there. So you don't, like as you're swimming, like reach over and throw a right hook on the guy to slow him down. That's what it's there for. Mm-hmm. It just, why don't we have that in, in sports more where somebody's like, Hey, that's not what this rule is for. Interpretation versus spirit, that kid won. Give him the trophy. It's crazy to me.
2: And and so it was his own teammate who finished second who said, he's getting that medal. I'm not standing on the first place spot he is. Now, I don't know what they did at the podium when they handed out medals, but it sounds like Ross Dant was going to give the first place medal to his yeah. teammate who actually won the race. Really, really cool moment. Yeah, it's awesome. That's good stuff. And it's not the Olympics, by the way, also. And I'm not taking anything away whatsoever from the ACC championship in that particular race. That's a huge, huge deal. And you heard Ross Dant say, that's what we work for all year
3: long for a moment like that. He earned it. He gets the medal. And and you see the video. I mean, the the other guy's just distraught. Uh, I mean, just crushed. Yeah, Tears coming out of his eyes, understandably so. Yeah, no doubt. No um, no
2: question about that. So, cool moment there in swimming and diving. I mean, a ridiculous moment that turns into a cool moment. Seafire mm-hmm. Spire text line is open. 601-879-4395. Did Hey Dad get a sore throat? Something like that. He told us yesterday he was bailing at 530 Understandably so. Big one tonight at uh, at Humphrey Coliseum. Who's going to win? Really like how Mississippi State's playing right now. I think they'll come out and play with a ton of energy, a ton of emotion. I think they'll play well defensively. I think they will lean on the crowd. <sighs> My head tells me Mississippi State. I Borky, I'm stuck, stuck on 100 years of results, though, also. It feels like Kentucky rises to the occasion in games like this and moments like this, and they have through the years. Although, Kentucky feels less invincible than they have at times. And look, Kentucky was good enough to win last week at LSU, and they actually hit the shot to go ahead with just a few seconds left in the game. And it came down to the final play, and LSU gets a tip in to win the game. That was not the issue, though. The issue was Kentucky had some lapses defensively. They led by 15 with, what, eight minutes left? Something like that. Yeah, had a 15-point second-half lead in that game against LSU. And so, you know, do they let a lead like that slip away? I I don't know. I don't know how it— I don't know how it all works out.
3: I worry about Kentucky's offensive firepower, in so
2: much as they have a lot of it. They just have a ton of it. They do. They, they absolutely do. Are, are they? And, and you don't know who it's going to be on a given night, right? It could be Reed Shepard. It could be Rob Dillingham. It could be Trey Mitchell. It could be the guy that's leading the SEC in conference games and scoring in Antonio Reeves. He's been. Really, really good. Reed Shepard, by the way, have you looked at his numbers? That's the shooter, right? Yeah, number 15. The The freshman white guy, son of Jeff Shepard, who played at Kentucky as well. He's shooting 52% from the field and 51% from three. That's unreal. And that's on 109 three-point attempts this season. It's the third most three-point attempts on the, on the team. You might argue he should shoot more of them. But on top of that, he's got 112 assists and only 50 turnovers. I'm about to blow your mind.
3: Okay. The greatest shooter, possibly the greatest shooter in the history of basketball, has one season in the NBA where he shot 50%. No, excuse me. One season where he shot 50% from the field, he has never shot 50% from three in his career. That is Steph Curry. Never happened. How many three-point attempts does he have most seasons?
2: 300? Yeah. So significantly more, but still. Yeah. We'll be back with you to wrap it up right after this.
1: If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Here. Sports Talk Mississippi. You like this show, huh? Yeah! Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Talk Mississippi on this Tuesday afternoon. We are just minutes away from the start of Mississippi State and Kentucky. Indeed, a Super Tuesday tonight on ESPN. And Carl Ravitch and Jimmy Dykes on the call. And of course, you can listen to the game on many of these Super Talk Mississippi stations. Or those <laughs> Super <laughs> those. Talk Mississippi stations. <laughs> the ones with, uh, that are there. With uh, Neil Price and uh, Richard Williams. We reference Joe Lunardi all the time. He currently has Mississippi State comfortably in the field. They're at number 28 now in the the RPI. In terms of seeding, he has Mississippi State at number 28 overall and has them as a seven seed. Ole Miss has now moved into the group of next four out for the NCAA tournament field. And they're 74th overall. They got a lot of work to do. And it includes, if you don't want to have to go and make a run to like Saturday in the SEC tournament, that includes having to beat Alabama tomorrow night.
3: Yeah. Just just no way around it. For what it's worth, Jerry Palm, though, uh, very different. Has Ole Miss still among the last four in? Yeah. Um, I wonder what the the, the discrepancy for Ole Miss for the two of them is coming from because that's a pretty different outlook. Jerry Palm tells you they don't have to go undefeated. His last four in
2: are Ole Miss, Gonzaga, Utah, and Wake Forest. And his first four out are Texas, Seton Hall, Providence,
3: and Oregon. Yeah, not good. Bubbles never good, but... If you believe Palm, they don't have to go 4-0 over the next four. Now, they probably have to win tomorrow. But if you believe Lenardi, they have to go 4-0 over the next four. Yeah. With the conference tournament as the outlier. Yeah.
2: got hey, yeah, a little drama in uh, Kentucky basketball world. A Kentucky season ticket holder named John Myers has filed suit against Kentucky Athletics and the K Fund, which is their, like, I mean, that's their version of the Bulldog Club or the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, Alleging that new Rupp arena, uh, the new Rupp arena season ticket process based on money donated, violates the previous agreement made with past season ticket holders. Who? He didn't get his seats when they reshuffled things. Uh-oh. After the renovation at uh, Rupp Arena. K-Fund is the fundraising arm of the University of Kentucky, uh, Kentucky Athletics Department. As such, as a condition of obtaining premium season tickets for various varsity sports... K Fund solicits capital contributions over and above the price of tickets from its uh, season ticket holders. Hmm. This guy is a legacy basketball season ticket holder whose parents inherited his grandparents' season tickets. With the plaintiff succeeding his parents, he and his parents have been season ticket holders since Memorial Coliseum. Wow. Continued with Rupp Arena. An unbroken streak as season ticket holders since before Rupp Arena opened its doors in 1976. (laughs) The first response to the story is, geezers like him are why we can't put the students on the baseline (laughs) and have a legitimate top-tier atmosphere.
3: Guy's been supporting the whole program his whole life. Gets called a geezer. Oh man. Speaking something to keep an eye on. I don't I don't know how real or not it is. It's just people are talking about the possibility of the whole you know, seat donations and stuff like that mm-hmm. becoming um uh, like NIL donations in Mississippi can also be factored into like priority points and season tickets and stuff like that. That they don't have to be separate. That 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 but it hasn't happened. Yeah, has right? not happened. Yeah. There's people are just talking about maybe uh, adopting that possibility, which I think would be a great thing if they were to do that, because it would reduce the financial burden on average Joe fan and, and allow it to be more streamlined. And it's just easier to digest that way. I think it, it would make sense. I don't know if the universities
2: really want that deep down. Maybe not. Um, I guess it just kind of depends on the importance that you put on raising money for your local collective. Thanks for being with us this afternoon. Mississippi State baseball ongoing. Bulldogs up 17-6 with the bases loaded in the bottom of the sixth inning. Ole Miss leading Little Rock 6-4 to in the top of the sixth inning. The Mississippi State Bulldogs and the Kentucky Wildcats coming up in just minutes. Thanks for being with us on this Tuesday afternoon. For Michael Borke and the early departed Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross. Good night from the Pearl River Resort Studio.